Hello, I'm Petula Clark, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 106 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak, your host, and I'd like to welcome you to the show that brings you information on remakes, movies, sequels, DVD releases, all that stuff, and of course, our ever-popular interview segment. This week, we delve into the music world once again with Petula Clark. That's right. Petula Clark had hits like Downtown, Don't Sleep in the Subway, My Love, and on and on and on it goes. And she's going to talk about those and a whole lot of other stuff. Really interesting things she's going to talk about. And I hope you're going to stick around for that. And uh, let's see. we got some other things coming your way here from On Screen to Beyond. We're going to be having a contest coming your way. It's coming up uh, next week. We'll make the announcement and uh, tell you how you can win some DVDs. We're finaling up the details on it right now. So I uh, hope you're going to listen next week and find out. We'll also talk about it. Uh, posted on our website so you can uh, get information on that and you could win yourself some great dvds so stick around for next week for that one and don't forget to tell your friends about on screen and beyond uh, share the the uh, fun with them and let them listen to these great guests that we have and we have more coming i've been on uh, uh, you know making connections and on the phone with different people trying to make connections and we got a whole lot of guests coming your way and you're gonna love them there's some great ones coming your way. And if you've got a suggestion, send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do. Uh, sometimes it takes time to find these people. Sometimes uh, we just can't make the connection, or sometimes they're not available. So anyways, we'll try. Uh, let us know what you think. And that's about it for right now. So let's find out what's coming your way as far as remakes right here on Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, remakes are moving ahead as usual, and it looks like the 1985's Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Remember that one? It's being looked at for a possible remake now. And uh, Brett Retner is looking at remaking House Party. Well, you're not familiar with that one? Well, <laughs> maybe you're not. And I don't mean Art Linkletter's old TV show. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about the 90s comedy, which... Um, had a couple of guys named Kid and Play. Ring a bell now? Okay, maybe not. But uh, anyways, they're looking at making a remake of that one. And rumors are about that Swamp Thing could be heading into the realm of remakes once again. All right, and that's it for On Screen and Beyond's look at Remake Madness. Coming up next, upcoming movies right here at On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, as far as upcoming movies, humans and Greek gods will meet in a new film underway called Immortals. John Hurt and Liam Neeson are part of the cast on that one. Robert Zemeckis is working on a new film called Dark Life. It's about humans living in the ocean. And um, 
everyone wonders if Zemeckis is going to use his motion capture stuff once again. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know, like he did in Christmas Carol, that type of thing. Uh, we'll find out. And Ashton Kutcher and Catherine Hagel will or Heigl, uh, will star in a movie called Killers. It's listed as a romantic comedy. And that's about it for upcoming movies. Next, sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. All right, as far as sequels, uh, they're stepping back a little bit on this one. 2003's Johnny English, which starred uh, Rowan Atkinson of Mr. Bean fame. Remember him? Uh, it's headed for a sequel. It's one of those uh, ones that some of you might not remember it, but uh, it was a takeoff on sort of James Bond-type films. It was kind of funny, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's uh, surprising they're going to try to make a remake, uh, no, a sequel, rather, out of that one, but uh, we'll see. And they're already looking at another sequel for Tron before Tron 2 even comes out, so that's something to look forward to. And the prequel to The Planet of the Apes that we have talked about before uh, will start production in mid-July, okay, and it's going to be called Caesar, okay, very much like the original sequel. So this is sort of a remake sequel, who knows what it's called, <laughs> but anyways, it's a sequel, prequel rather, prequel, all right, so we'll keep you updated on that. Coming up next, TV on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Okay, TV on DVD, September 14th. Look for Private Practice Season 3 as it arrives in stores. And Family Guy Volume 8 in a three-disc set makes its way into stores on June 15th. And Growing Pains Season 2 is looking at a possible 2011 release on that. It's still a long ways off, and it could change, but we'll keep you updated on that. And that's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next... Movies coming out on DVD right here and on screen and beyond. As far as movies coming out on DVD, Disney's The Great Mouse Detective. That's right. It's being re-released on DVD on Tuesday, April 13th. May 11th, the horror film Daybreakers with uh, Ethan Hawke and William Defoe uh, comes to DVD and Blu-ray. And on June 8th, look for, now this is a classic, Bob Hope. Thanks for the Memories Collection. It's a three-disc set with such hope films as The Pale Face, Road to Morocco, and The Ghost Breaker, and so many more. It's a you know, Bob Hope Festival for you. So uh, check that one out. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next, we sit down with Petula Clark. In the 60s, she had some great hits like Downtown, Don't Sleep in the Subway, My Love, Color My World. Just goes on and on and on, and she she's... Is a fascinating person, and she's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today in On Screen and Beyond is a Grammy Award-winning singer, actress, composer. She has sold over 75 million records with such hits as Downtown, My Love, A Sign of the Times, Don't Sleep in the Subway, and the list just goes on and on. It's Petula Clark. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Petula. Thank you. I'm pleased to be with you. Padula, it's such an honor to have you on the show. Over the years, you've given us so many wonderful songs, but how did it all start for you? Did you always want to be a singer? Ah, this is a long story. I don't know if you've got some time for this one. <laughs> uh, well, no, I started when I was a kid. You know, I'm English. Uh, well, no, I'm British. Heart yes. Welsh. Heart English. 
Um, and uh, the, the Welsh are, are, are very musical, and my mother was a very musical lady, uh, a natural musician, untrained. Um, my dad had always wanted to be an actor, and uh, it was he was a frustrated actor, in fact. So when I came along, um, and I could sing quite nicely, um, my, my father encouraged me. Um, you know, we weren't rich, we didn't have influence, there was no... Uh, uh, American Idol type show on at the time, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I just sang for the pleasure, really. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was eight or nine, I, I was something of a star in the UK, uh, singing on the BBC. And but I had actually always wanted to be an actress. Oh, that's okay. really that was my ambition. And and actually, you were acting before you became a big singing star. Is that correct? Well, or, or it was at the same time. Honestly. It was all a bit, all a bit of a mishmash. Yeah. So I, I, I first became known as a singer, and then I was put under contract to the Rank Organization, which was our big film company in, in the UK at the time. And uh, I, I, but I was under contract as an actress, not as a singer, because we weren't making musicals at that time. Mm-hmm. So I had these sort of this parallel uh, thing, this career of, of you know, singing. On, on stage and, and making movies as an actress. Mm-hmm. And, and now, when you were a child, you were considered Britain's Shirley Temple. Did, did you mind being considered that? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was rather funny because, no, of course, she was an amazingly famous uh, little lady and she was charming with her dimples. <laughs> I didn't have any dimples. I was rather skinny. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was very well known in the UK, but I, I, right. outside of our, our country, I don't think I was known at all. Uh, but, yes, I was flattered, of course. Yeah. Now, as a child, I, I understand that you also toured with uh, another child actress at the time, or child a singer, rather, uh, Julie Andrews? Yes, well, well Julie was uh, traveling around. We, we used to sing to the troops all over um, the UK, and we used to travel around in troop trains. Oh, in the dark, of course, because it was blackout. Right. Know, there, were, there were bombs falling all over the place. And we used to go off on these troop trains and sing for, for the troops wherever they happened to be. Half the time, we didn't even know where we were. Um, and we would sing for, for the Brits, of course, but we would sing for the Free French, the Poles, the, the mm-hmm. GI, uh, the Canadians, you know, whoever was stationed in, in, in our country at the time. Yeah. Now, you've made many movies in the United States and the U.K., of course, but you've performed with, uh, in films with Anthony Newley, and Peter, uh, Peter Ustinov was a director in one of your films, and Alec Guinness and Fred Astaire. Were you in awe of these people who you were working with at that time? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, oh, Anthony Newley, uh, well, I confess, I was in love with him. Well, not, I wasn't in love. I had a, I had a crush on right. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were kids together, you know, and, and uh, uh, he was so brilliant and so funny. Of course, I had a crush on him, and uh, um, he was much more interested in, in the glamorous ladies. We had a lady called Diana Dawes in movies at the time. I think he was having a fling with her, and she was very voluptuous, and then I was rather sort of skinny and, 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 you know, probably not very interesting for him. <laughs> and he went on to marry Joan Collins, if you don't mind. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but Peter Houston asked, yes, I met him when I made the film, actually, with Tony, Tony Neely, mm-hmm. called Vice Versa. And we, we became friends um, through that. And then we met many times after that when we were doing work for the United Nations um, in, uh, in Switzerland, because he was living in Switzerland at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and uh, now you had a lot of number one hits uh, all over the UK and France, and you were very popular in the fifties. Um, in fact, you sang the little shoemaker. <laughs> but uh, your, your your first hit in the United States didn't come till nineteen sixty five with Downtown. Was it strategic planning that you didn't plan to come to the United States until that time, or has it just worked out that way? You know, there's never been any strategic planning in any of my life. You know, there's, there's no Spengali behind me saying, and oh, now we should do this. You know, it's not, not like that. You know, my, my career, my life has been totally organic. Um, yes, I, 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 I married a Frenchman, and I found myself living in France, and I became a French star, um, just almost by accident. And uh, that, was, that was a very interesting thing to happen. Uh, it, you know, I wasn't expecting it, um, and I was living in France, and I had two, two children, and in 1964, Tony Hatch uh, came to our apartment in Paris. We were talking about our next recording session in French, um, and she said, well, you should be recording in, in English, you know, what, have you given up English altogether? I said, no, but, you know, I've got a very successful career here, and you know, I, I was a big star in all the French-speaking countries, and there were, there were a lot of them, believe me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, well, you know, I've got this song I've started, I've got this title, and I've got the music, you'd like to hear it? It's not finished yet. I said, well, sure. And that's when I first heard Downtown. And I said, if, if you can write a lyric up to the standard of the music, I would be happy to record it. And a couple of weeks later, we did. And what a hit that was. <laughs> yes, but you know, you, you, you just don't know. It's not part of a plan. When you, when you go into the studio, you, you don't know you're, you're going to record a, a monster hit. And sometimes when you go in and you think you are going to record one, it doesn't come out that way. Right. It's, it's, it's mysterious, the whole thing. Yeah. Huh. And um, now, of all the songs, I mean, after Downtown in the United States, anyways, you had, it was the first of 15 consecutive top 40 hits for you. Um, is there one of them that was your favorite? Mm. I love Don't Sleep in the Subway, um, and I also love I, I Couldn't Live Without Your Love, that's, uh, which was perhaps not such a big hit as it was in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I just love that song. Yeah. There's something, I don't know, it just touches me in some way. Yeah. Were there any that you really didn't care about singing? You know, sometimes you hear people will have a song and they'll say, oh, I really don't want to sing it, but, you know, I'm being told to sing it. So is there oh, any? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. I, you know, and I, I was also recording in German and, and Italian and, and a little bit in Spanish. And, uh, you know, sometimes the songs were written for me, particularly the German repertoire I didn't like very much. Um, they were sort of chosen for me by, by the German record company, and then a lot of the time I didn't enjoy singing them. And there was one in English that I didn't much like, and it, it was a huge hit with My Love. I really, oh, really? didn't like that song. Huh. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's funny how that works out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. Now, I understand that the, the song, This Is My Song, that you had in 1967, uh, it was written by Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know that he was a, a writer, a oh, songwriter. come on. Yes, you know he's a writer. He wrote Smile. Okay, yes. Smile, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he wrote the theme from Eternally. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote that. And when I 
got to meet him. I met him at his house uh, after after this is my song had become a huge hit, and we spent an afternoon together. I, I played piano, and he was dancing around his living room, and uh, and he he played me some songs, other songs that he had written, and I don't know what I don't know what happened to them, but no, he he was prolific. I mean, he uh, huh. Yeah. I mean, I always think of Charlie Chaplin as, you know, the <laughs> walking with the cane and the bolt hat. And <laughs> oh, well, by the time I met him, he was just a nice, rather elderly uh, gentleman who was absolutely charming with silver hair. And uh, yeah. he was living in Switzerland and uh, with his, his children and grandchildren. And he was delightful. Very talented. Yep. Yeah. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, in 1968, you had a TV special on NBC that co- stirred up quite a controversy with Harry Belafonte, your duet mm-hmm. with him. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it, 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 I can tell you about it, but, you know, to me it's, it's like a storm in a teacup, you know. I mean, to right. me, it was so, the whole thing was so ridiculous. Uh, but, um, you know, Harry and I had, had been rehearsing for three weeks for this show, and we, we were getting on really well together, and we are having fun and hanging out together, and the song that we were singing as a, a duet was called Part of Glory, which I wrote, and it was sort of kind of an anti, anti-war song, I suppose, but, you know, we weren't going around marching around. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, we felt quite strongly about it, and when we came to tape it, actually record it, um, I put my hand on, on his arm. Simple yeah, gesture, yeah. Oh, you know, and oh my goodness, uh, after the take, there was a whole hoo-ha in the studio, oh, we're, we're just going to try and do this another way, blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't understand what was going on. I think Harry got it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, we did a couple more takes in a different way, and I didn't like it. Um, and uh, we went down to the tape room where everything was kept, uh, and I went down with my lawyer, and we talked to the poor guy down there who was in charge of it, and said, you've got to, you've got to erase all these other takes and just keep this, that, that one, the first one. And he said, I can't do that, I can't do that, you know, I, we have to keep, we always have to keep one for security. I said, no, this is my lawyer, that's, <laughs> that's what you do. And that, and that one went out. But, of course, the, the whole story behind it was the sponsor, was in the sponsor's box and saw that I had my my little white hand on Mr. Belafonte's arm, mm-hmm. and yeah. he went he went crazy. He said, "You know, we can't we can't put that out." Oh, um, it was a totally racist thing, and uh, yes. 
and it caused quite a quite a, a flurry. But you know, to me, it seemed so ridiculous. I, I couldn't I couldn't get it. I had come in from Europe and had different ideas. About right. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Huh. Anyway, that's that's yeah. the story. I understand you've heard, turned down roles, leading roles in some films such as Paradise Hawaiian Style and Valley of the Dolls and The Poseidon Adventure. Is that true? Yes, that that is true. Do yes. you have any regrets for doing that, or? Not really. No. You know, I, I, I'm a singer who acts. Sometimes you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not not a, a, a full-time actress, um, and and when I sing, I I I, uh, I can express my feelings as an actress when, when I'm on stage doing doing my song. Um, uh, I, I don't I don't think I missed that much by turning them down, mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what your opinion is of that, but. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 w- I would have liked to have seen you in those because I enjoy your, your acting, too. So. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very nice. But, you know, I've, I've done um, a couple of musicals, uh, stage musicals. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I did Blood Brothers and then uh, Sunset Boulevard. And they, they, right. certainly Sunset Boulevard was a, a, a tough acting role for me. You know, yeah. I was acting right against my type, if you like, and I, it, it, it was great. Mm-hmm. And, and musically it was challenging, too, so it's... Uh, I enjoyed that. Now, um, in 69, is it true that you were part of the chorus for John Lennon's recording of uh, Give Peace a Chance? Yes. Yes, it is true. I, I was in Montreal. I was doing um, I was doing my own show at the Place des Arts, and uh, I was doing a bilingual show because I had first been to Montreal as a French performer. Mm-hmm. And then, well, after all the, the hits that I'd been having in, in, in the U.S., uh, which sort of leaped over, of course, into, into Canada. Um, I thought, well, that's great. I can do a bilingual show, you know, French and English. Well, wrong. Um, it, it, it turned out to be war in, in, in the theater. When I was singing in English, the French weren't happy. and I sang in French, the English weren't happy. And I was having a really hard time. And uh, I, I, I was very upset about the whole thing. And uh, didn't, didn't know what to do, and and the people around me uh, were not helping me that much. I mean, the, I, I needed to talk to somebody outside of my circle, if you like. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, that John and Yoko were in in town doing a bed in yeah. <laughs> at the Queen, I think the Queen Elizabeth Hotel. And I remember I went over to the hotel. It was pouring with rain, and I just strolled over. And there was no security to be talking. I couldn't see John. Said, no, I'm so I uh, walked in, and there they were, in bed. <laughs> yeah. And um, just sitting there, you know, <laughs> not doing anything much. And, uh, and he, he, they were both adorable, and he was very, very sweet. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorite singers, you know. I said, and I, and I sort of poured out my heart to him, you know, what was going on. And uh, he gave me a bit of uh, typical Lennon advice, which I don't think you can quote. <laughs> um, and he said, "Oh, so then, you know, relax, you go about it. You know, it's not important." <laughs> uh, what he actually said was, "Fuck them." So, uh, so and he said, well, "Why don't you go and you should go into the sitting room there? There's some people in there. Why don't you know, have a drink of wine and just relax, forget about it all." So I went in there, and there were some people, one or two people I knew, and uh, um, some music going on, and, and and there was this song, this very simple song, Get a Piece of Chance, and we were all sort of joining in with it. 
And little, uh, I didn't even realize that it was being filmed and recorded. Oh. So, yes, I'm on it, yeah. <laughs> no, so you, you, didn't, you had no idea? It wasn't a planned no. thing? Oh. No, I had no idea. Wow. Huh. And now, did you know the Beatles? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, know of them, but I mean, did, did you personally know them? No, I, no, not really. I, I had met them sort of, not as a group. I, I've met them over the years in, individually. I mean, I, I know Paul, um, no, I, I saw Paul recently, actually, on, on Victoria Station in, <laughs> in London. And uh, it, it was quite fun because he was going somewhere and I was going somewhere. Uh, and... Um, he was on his own, no security, and I was like, me too. Hmm. And we saw each other, and we gave a hug, and we talked, and there were thousands of people going past us, you know, the rush hour at Victoria Station, like, wow. like, it's like Grand Central, you know. Yeah. And after about five minutes talking to each other, he looked at me and he said, do you realize nobody's looking at us? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, isn't that great? He said, maybe we should sing a song. <laughs> I said, no, well, which... Do I sing one of yours? Do you sing one of mine? Or he said, Let, "Let's just go and catch our train." <laughs> so, uh, well, that yeah. would be a good duet, I think. <laughs> you and Let's Paul McCartney. Catch our train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the '60s, was it difficult for you to walk around, and, and were, were people, you know, chasing after you and everything to, to get autographs and mm, things? Kind of, kind of, yes. But you know, um, you know, I, I'd grown up. Being famous. So That's it, true. It didn't, yeah. it didn't sort of, I, I don't know what being famous really means. Um, <laughs> of course, there, there's a moment when if you're doing lots of television, you'll recognize it. Right, yeah. Um, that, that's just the way it is. Um, or you're a movie star. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I don't think I've ever been the kind of personality that sort of um, inspires madness you know, <laughs> in the street. Uh, but people are very nice to me, yes. Well, we're going to finish up here because I know you're, I appreciate you taking the time and I know you're, you have yeah. to be going. Uh, but I, w just one question about what's your, your favorite all-time movies? My favorite all-time movies? Yes. Ooh. I love the movies, incidentally. I just absolutely love them. Um, that's a difficult one. <laughs> it is, you know. I know a lot of people is. have that have have trouble with it. There's just so yeah. many of them. One doesn't really say it all, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, Casablanca is fantastic, but right. um, it's a great, the great classic. Uh, I've seen recently. I'm just trying to think. One of the really modern movies. I can't say that anything has really stunned me, quite honestly. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, of Mice and Men, I remember because, you know, the old, the original one is mm -hmm. extraordinary, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think it might have to be Casablanca. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wonderful Hitchcock, the thought that's it now with, with Ingrid Bergman and Carrie. And Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. Which, which one? What's uh, that one called? I'm I trying to think of. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I can't remember what it's called. Um, oh, that shoot. was divine. <laughs> I know which one you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've just drawn a blank. Can you look it up for me? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I think it's Hitchcock and it's, it's Ingrid Bergman and Cary Grant. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they were amazing in it. 
Well, I know that um, in on May 1st, you're appearing at the Hilton in Las Vegas, I understand? Yes, yes, I am. That's, I'm sure that's going to be a sold-out crowd. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I go back to Vegas from time to time. Um, I've never played the Hilton before. Really? Yeah. And I, I was always a Caesar's Palace girl. <laughs> it was like two, two teams, you know. <laughs> it'll be kind of fun because that's where I met Elvis, and so yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I'll yeah. probably do a little Elvis song just, just because. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, mm. and I'm, I'm sure you know you 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 tra- still travel the world with your show and, and doing your songs and. Uh... Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, we're working on a, on a, a more intimate kind of show, uh, with you know the big bands we're using just for really top class musicians and. And taking that around, and that that, that would be interesting because it's slightly slightly different, you know. Yeah. Um, not not all that easy because I think people are used to hearing the big hits with the big band, you know. But uh, right. on the other hand, why not? Yeah. Do Do you ever tire of doing, you know, the, the downtown and uh, I know the place and, and no, 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 no. I've been blessed with great songs, you know. If, yeah. if I was singing Itsy Bitsy Bikini, I might get, <laughs> get embarrassed by now, you know. <laughs> You know, they're good songs. Well, I know everybody who who goes to your concerts, they, they want to hear them because they never tire of them. I'm, you know, so. <laughs> well, I sing other stuff, too. You know, I oh, don't, yes. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not sort of those of the days type uh, performer. Yeah, yeah. But, well, Petula, I, I want to thank you so much. It has been an honor having you on the show, and I appreciate you taking so much time. Not at all. Well, Petula Clark, uh, what a great guest, and it's so much fun to have her on, and she talked about some great stuff, and uh, she's just a lovely lady, and we appreciate her taking the time. She was uh, getting ready to fly off back to London, and uh, we were able to connect with her before she was taking off, so I uh, appreciate her taking the time to do that. And um, let's see here, uh, contest, yes, the contest is coming up. We're going to let you know what it is next week on episode 107 of On Screen and Beyond. On, and uh, you're going to have a chance to win some DVDs. Now, we don't know exactly yet how many we're going to be giving away. Uh, we're in the, the detail working stage of that right now, so uh, hopefully we'll know uh, in the next day or so, and then we'll be able to tell you next week and tell you how to win it, and uh, it's all part of uh, more things coming away from On Screen to Beyond, so uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, tell your friends about it. Uh, we'll try to get more people to uh, listen to us and uh, hear these great guests talk. And, and like I was telling you earlier, I've had a chance to uh, connect with some more great guests. And uh, we, we, we kind of give you a, a clue of uh, who or where they, who they, you know, what shows they were on or movies they were on. If you go to the front page of onscreenandbeyond.com and you scroll down to the bottom or near the bottom, uh, we have a segment where uh, we uh, tell you, you know, who's upcoming guests and what their uh, movies they're from or TV shows, whatever. So uh, we kind of give you a clue there. Uh, you don't really know who they are, but <laughs> that's, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Anyways, that's about it for episode 106. Next week, hope you'll be with us. This is Brian. Take care. <laughs>